What is going on, everybody? This is Drew here. I welcome you all to a brand new episode of Phoenix Down. This is Phoenix Down Intermission. I don't know what number because I forgot we were doing something like this today because Matt's not here. I don't know where he is. Uh, we've tried to contact him. Uh, he came online for a second and then went away. Um, so hopefully everything's okay. But uh, I have with me Anthony. Hello. So we're winging this. We don't know what to talk about. Anthony uh, suggested that we talk about uh, the Naughty Dog games and why I don't like them. We don't like them, specifically you and I. I mean... <laughs> like, let's be honest, both of us don't like them. It's not like going to be a one-sided conversation. I'm not going to come to the defense of them. I, I know, and I feel like that's unfair. <laughs> Here's... Okay, let me. So, what's your history with Naughty Dog in general? Not just the games we're going to talk about, but the the whole company. Um, my first Naughty Dog game was Jack and Daxter. Mine too. Never played so, any of the Crash Bandicoot games up until we did one for Phoenix Down. Which one was that? That was Crash Three. Warped. Warped. Okay. Yeah. Uh. I played a little bit of those games back in the day, but like I'd be lying to say I played enough. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I think Jack and Daxter: The Precursor Legacy is one of the first games I got everything in. That wasn't like Mario. Like Mario's kind of I don't want to say easy. Mario sixty four is not easy, but Mario sixty four. It's 100 coins, and then how many stars per level. You know what I mean? So it maxes out 120. You're not collecting 100 things in one area, and then 5 of another, and 5 of another, and then 5 of another, and then that leads up to 100% of one area, but not 100% of the game. This is a collect-a-thon, like Banjo-Kazooie levels of collect-a-thon, although Rare is bad, is bad at structuring levels. Mm-hmm. Um, I played... And in fact, that's probably a series, except for Jack X Combat Racing, that I played all the way through each of them uh, as they came out, basically. I did, I did too. I absolutely adored the first Jack and Daxter. Um, 100% of it, like you did. Uh, Jack 2, I loved as well. I thought Jack 2 was extremely good. There is There were some issues with it. For sure. Um, but I... And this is a weird one to call out. I love the soundtrack in that game. Hmm. Because it changes based on the gun you're carrying. Yeah. So, like, it adds different percussion, which I thought was really neat. I like the world that you were exploring. I like the fact that you found out that you were actually in the future... But that care you are actually from the future as well, sent to the past. Like that was a really weird concept to me, and that this it's this weird like, and then in three they just confirmed that it's circular, yeah, time, but that it it loops on itself before it completes the circle. So you have to come to the future to send yourself into the past to make you come to the future in the first place. But you're also the person that built the city in the first place. What? Yeah. Okay. 
I uh, I liked all of them. They were great games. I didn't play Jack X Combat Racing, but I also loved Ratchet and Clank, and I didn't play Ratchet Deadlocked. So it was a weird time for PS2 games, I suppose. I just didn't pick them up. I'm not really sure why not. But. Yeah, I was I was a Jack and Daxter person. Um, I did play a few Ratchet and Clank games, uh, and didn't play Sly Cooper until the collection on the PS3. So, I think that's the best standing collection too, in terms of um, like how it performs. So, because the Jack collection had some issues. Yeah, the um, in fact, I, I platinumed the first Sly Cooper game. Um, but yeah, uh, started with Jack and Daxter. Um, uh, didn't have a PlayStation Three when Uncharted, Uncharted. yeah, Uncharted yeah. came out. I did go like that's one of the first games I back then I used to GameFly. That was the first game I ever GameFlyed was Uncharted One, and I played through it with a friend of mine and said, "Okay." It's okay. I don't like this combat. Now, I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Did you play Gears of War first? Yes. I wonder, and this just came to mind, I wonder if that sullies the taste of Uncharted. It, it may very well could have. Um... Because if we're going to talk, like, I know Gears of War gets a lot of flack, um for, like, the way the characters look and kind of how dude bro it is. But if we're going to talk about games that really felt like next-generation controls-wise, like Gears of War... Gears of War is, is kind of one of the key games. Like, how many things have followed in its footsteps? Gears of War 1 is one of my favorite games on the Xbox 360. Like I, I, I can, I have that game memorized. I played it so many times, and I've only played it once. And there's still key moments, like the first time you get the um, hammer of dawn mm-hmm. uh, to kill the berserker. You kill the berserker inside a building. You have to get it into the the like. Don't you have to get it into like the open area inside mm-hmm. the courtyard or whatever? Yeah, yeah. Um, the the bat things that if you want too far off the path to kill you. The Krill. Wow, I don't know how you remember the names of all this stuff. I it told just, you I have it I, memorized. It, but it, 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 <laughs> I was naming, so me and Ken played through that game whenever it released on Xbox One, like the, the Ultimate Edition. The remaster? Whatever. Yeah, the remaster yeah. edition. And we played through the entire game, and literally, as we were, you know, like when you're walking up to a building or something like that. It, like whenever you come into a new act or a new chapter, it says, you know, it comes up on the screen, you know, act four or whatever. Uh, and I was naming off the acts before it popped up on screen. <laughs> and, Ken, and Ken was like, you were, there's something wrong with you. <laughs> I played Gears of War so much. I loved the multiplayer in it. I loved the campaign in it. Played it with multiple people, like co-op. Um, yeah, well, co-op absolutely is a big, it. big thing about it too. Like, I played that game with my dad. Yeah, because my dad plays video games, and I've established that before. But, anyways, um, so it's it like you come to Uncharted, and 
let's be honest, it's not to the same par that they've previously established. And it's not to the par of other games that are similar. Now, I believe... Uh, give me a second here. I, I don't want to say Gears of War came out first, but I Gears believe War it did. come out first, yeah. Oh yeah, 2006 and Uncharted is 2007. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that's already stepped down. It's on a more expensive platform. It, I mean, if you go back, I'm sure it looks slightly better than Gears of War did, but not by much. Um, you know, I'll give the further Uncharted games that, but like, it, it just it doesn't scream like I never had an interest in going to play the first Uncharted, but I came to Uncharted two, and that's when that's when people started to take notice. Really, that's when it started winning all the Game of the Year awards and all this stuff. And I just remember playing that and going, "Okay, yeah." Uncharted two was when I began to say, "I don't know if I like these games." Now, here's the deal, and I'll say this straight up. I'm not saying these games are bad games. I'm saying they're not made for me. Like I, I, I'm not, I'm not crapping on your games, guys. Anybody? I will. Don't worry. I'll bury. I'll bury the hatchet here. Um, (laughs) I'll bury the lead. I should say. Um, Yeah, I. I will say that these games don't do anything particularly amazing. Um. I don't think the shooting's great. No. The shooting, if you want to the argue that the shooting's the shoot- great, that is, you have not played enough video games. I'm sorry. The, the, it is not... It does not feel good. What this game is, though, is an... Like, that's the thing. I love the stories. I like the characters. I want to experience these characters do things, but good lord, it just... Everything that's game out of this just pulls me out. But nothing more than the shooting. Yeah. Nothing more than a shooting. Yeah. Um, I remember, like, so the first sequence in Uncharted 2 is the big train sequence, right? Yep. Which you do twice in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just remember going, like, so wh- what am I doing here? Like, what am I doing? Like, why can't this just play out? There's only one way this can go. Like, this is not challenging. This is just annoying. Just, Just do the thing. And now the argument might be, well, like, well, in God of War, you have to mash the square button to pull the eye out of the Cyclops. But how would I do that otherwise? Where I just feel like I'd feel totally disconnected from that because I'm in combat, and that's a finishing move. Yeah. Right. This is a literally a sequence that I have to go forward. I have to mash a button at the same right time, or he falls off the cliff, and then I have to restart the whole fucking thing again. Um. But that, like, you know, I know people like to give him flack uh, because he's the voice of everybody, or was um, at the time, Nolan North. But if anybody wants to, like, argue he's a bad voice actor, listen to him in Uncharted. Tell me he's not, like, one of the, like, most charismatic characters. I just, I want to see these characters do other things. Um, And there's these big epic sequences and stuff, but, like, I'd argue that the same things happen in Call of Duty, right? Like, these big epic moments happen in Call of Duty, and they do them a lot better in Call of Duty. So, here's here's my telling. Um, 
me trying to get my wife into games. So my wife is not a gamer. Um, she thoroughly, massively enjoyed Until Dawn. I have yet to capture that lightning in a bottle again. But um, I tried with a few other things. First, she wanted to try scary games. We tried Silent Hill. It's too scary for her. She didn't like that. It was too disturbing, I should say. Um, I was like, well, and so I, I played. So I went to YouTube, and I said, all right, against my better judgment, I'm going to do this because they're kind of like movies. I looked up Uncharted 2, the movie. You know, you can type into YouTube and say, show me all the cutscenes of a video game nowadays. And sure enough, the first part was him waking up in the in the train, having to climb up the train while bleeding to death and all this other stuff. And she was like, well, man, we need to, I want to see this. I want, I want you, I want to watch you play this. And I was like, okay. So we went and bought the Uncharted collection on PlayStation 4. Got it for like 10 bucks. And I was like, well, you, you want to do Uncharted 2 or you want to start with Uncharted 1? And she's like, well, let's start with the first one. I'm like, okay. I was like, and I, I tried to give her a fair warning. Look, the first game is, is not as epic as the second game. Um, and so we started playing. I made it probably, I'd say a little bit less than halfway through that game, and she just did not care. She was like, this is, oh, it's another, you're, you're shooting guys again. Okay. And I was just like, yeah, this is the reason why I don't like these games that much. Um, and it was, I was like, there you go. That's, I don't, I don't get people's love for these games because. No, I, I, I said shoot, I said shooting was bad. Sorry, while it's on my mind, the I'm not speaking about the multiplayer. The multiplayer is fairly different. Like it feels the same, but it's different because like it's not AI opponents. Yeah, and you have a bigger mo. Like they don't stick you. They stick you in an arena that allows mobility, which is not something they usually do in the single player campaign. Right. Sorry, I just while I was on my mind, I just wanted to clear that up because I know someone will say, "Well, the multiplayer is really good shooting." And yeah, it's a very different experience. But uh, yeah, and so we never made Uncharted two, and like, that's just and that's a better game. It like, is. I, 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 I told I told her that I was like, "Look, Uncharted two is going to have more of this wow factor that you like." You yeah, know? and I was like, y- y- "The first game's kind of a slog when it comes to that kind of stuff because it's going to be a lot of me shooting guys and climbing stuff." And yeah, you know, we never made it through it. So, did you play Tomb Raider, the new one? Yes, I've played the first Tomb Raider. It took me forever to play through it. Did so, you enjoy that? Eventually, I did. But to start the first off, one's pretty rough. I'll be honest. The second one, like Rise of the Tomb Raider, is a better game. I, I'm Again, sh- the I'm sure was- I have not played it. Um, I played the first Tomb Raider. Started on the Xbox 360. Oh jeez! Um, moved over to a different console's version. Moved, moved over to a, uh, the PC. Finally beat it on PlayStation Four. Oh my god! Yeah, um, I, I I didn't own it. I mean, it was one of those things of like I think I I rented it somehow on three sixty. Uh, the PC version back then we used to have a press account that had every game known to man on Steam. And then they were like, "Fuck this site." Yep. They cut us off, but during that time, I did download and play a lot of the Tomb Raider. 
Um, and then finally I purchased the enhanced edition or ultimate or whatever edition, uh, definitive edition, definitive edition. Yeah, on, um, PlayStation four and, and beat it then because I was like, okay, I spent money on this. So, um, and I, I, after, after trying, after getting into it and turning my mind into that game. Yeah, sure. And I, th- I would say that Tomb Raider is a better playing game than the Uncharted games. So, the first one is a little rough. The second one allows for a little bit more stealth. And just, I'll explain why reason why I, I really got irritated with um, Naughty Dog. Um, so the Uncharted games always kind of would throw you in an arena, and then you just kind of have to fire, shoot your way out, and then it would be like, continue on the story. And it's like two different games very, paced very poorly, I think, to, together. Um, like, there's very clear portions. And th- that happened in the first Tomb Raider, and the second Tomb Raider got a little bit better, where it was like, yeah, you could hide in the bushes, you could throw a bottle, and then fucking axe the guy in the back of the head and kill him, and use your bow to silently kill guys, and they're not just all of a sudden on you, which is a thing that happens in Uncharted. And so, I... I figured, well, look, Tomb Raider came out, Uncharted 3 was in development, Uncharted 4, like, they did The Last of Us, which is a very different feeling game, where it feels like, yeah, the conf, like, there is stealth portions, and there's a little more conflict, and, and just by adding in the, the crafting mechanics and stuff, like, it, I didn't play enough of it to really criticize. I've played some of it. My dad really liked it. Um, again, though, story-based. Like, it's mostly for the story that people remember that game. Like, no one's like, dude, when I crafted that bomb and stuff. Like, it, it just... It's not the gameplay of these games, I find. It's the story. And, like, sometimes I ask myself if it's, like, the story. Because I'll tell you right now, if I watched the story of Tomb Raider or Rise of the Tomb Raider, I wouldn't give a fuck. They're, they're mediocre at best. They play really fun. There's this big open world to explore, and you come back with new abilities, and then you can collect the things. It's a Metroid game, basically. Yeah. Um, and so I was hoping, hoping, that Uncharted 4 would follow suit. And it, it's very linear still, and that's fine. I mean, there's bigger open areas. I'll give it credit that way, but um, you know, it's got an interesting opening. I'm like, wow, this is something else. Um, and then the first segment is like, I had to go and turn off the power or whatever so that they could steal the thing because it's a big heist. And I'm like, if this is how this game is gonna roll, I'm in. Just I don't even have to do the whole heist. Just just like give me the thing that I have to do to pull this heist off, and then like let's go. And so. There's this rooftop sequence at night where, like, they have come to look for me, basically. And it's this, you can either play it, like, straight up just shooting guys or stealth. And so I did stealth because I'm like, this is, this is exciting. And then it, it, it forced me into a shootout. It turned into The Last of Us. And... When you for like we fuck, I don't know how many times I have to say it. Don't do stealth if you're gonna force me into combat. 
the only person, and I, we, we went into Hideo Kojima, like, you guys went into Hideo Kojima on the last podcast, thank God. Um, but, like, if there's one thing I'll give him credit for, he is good at establishing why there's a boss there. You know what I mean? Like, he, he puts you into a boss fight as a, in a stealth game. And for some reason, it fucking works. I don't know why. I don't know if it's just because it's, like, crazy out there. But, like, the fight against the end in uh, Metal Gear Solid 3, or the pain even. Like, you fall down a hole and have to fight the pain. Like, you, there's no, there's a, there's no, like, and now it's boss time. It's like, oh, you have literally stumbled into the wrong fucking turf, bud. And, like, so when it's, like... But it throws you into these combat scenarios for a story, not because it's time to fill the gameplay hole that we have left. Because the whole time you were been get, getting up to that point has been a game. And and, that, and then that's what irritates me. Just, and, and the end of uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider does the same thing. Don't throw me into a pit where I just fight. It's not what this game has been. It's not fun. Like, I hate to be like this, it's like poor game design. Deus Ex did that too. Deus Ex is fucking notorious for it. They had to go back and fix it. Yeah. And even then, it's not fixed, it's just better-ish. Yeah. I don't don't know, man. That's that's the thing, is like, uh, I played Uncharted 2, um, and that was when I was like, I don't like these games. But you do like the story. Like, you like the characters. Sure. The, 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 char- the characters are totally fine. Naughty Dog can tell a good story. Um, I didn't play Uncharted 3. I haven't played Uncharted 4. Uncharted 3 has some 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 bad sequences. I watched my dad play that one in full because I had no interest at that point. And um, I was just doing something on my laptop or whatever in the same room. And he was he loved it. Except that there was one point where he had to walk across the desert, and he just went, "Why am I pushing the analog stick forward? What is this doing? Yeah. Why, why am I doing this? Just play it out. Like it's not going to change anything. Like I'm not struggling to push the analog stick forward. I'm not stabbing a needle into my thumb. And just fucking do the thing. Like this is a waste of my time." Metal Gear Solid Four did that properly. Yeah, well, I mean, Metal Gear Solid Three did it. Climb up the ladder, bitch. It's true. But they played a really cool song during it. Yeah. Um, Mogus Solid 4 had you games. mashing on a on the X button to make Snake crawl through a oh. microwave tunnel. Yeah. It, it, it's it's irritating when they do stuff. Like, this isn't just Naughty Dog's problem. This is, this is an everybody fucking that does it problem. Don't belong or don't uh don't make my experience longer because you're like i need the character need the player to feel something if you've written a good game i'll feel something but if kratos is ripping the eye out of the thing if kratos does all the cool things without me why do i want to why would i want to play that's the difference kratos is doing something cool i want to feel like i'm doing the cool thing yeah. I don't want to feel like I'm having to walk across a desert, which can be established with the cutscene. Yep. You know? Um, that being said, I'll tell you right now, Uncharted 3's moments, like the big 
blockbuster moments are in fucking sane. But it just is that the one with the ship capsizing? The ship capsizing, a plane crashing in the desert. It's out of control. Okay, it's fantastic. But like, I just man it's like uh, why why am i walking across the desert portion like and, and the fact that they never went open worldish until uh the lost legacy which i'm not playing i never played but i've heard is a little bit more open is disappointing to me like not open world but you know like the semi-open world that tomb raider has like just let me exp- let me feel like i'm exploring that's what this guy does yeah Instead, I'm walking down, like, what's essentially a linear corridor to the next shooting segment. It's like, oh. So, we've danced around it long enough. Uh, Let's talk about The Last of Us. Have you ever not felt like any, like... So, I I guess I should speak. So, I I never played it in full. Um, I tried it out a bit. I got it free with my PlayStation 4, um, the remake. Um, my dad, again, loved it. But my dad doesn't play stuff like that anymore. My dad got to a point where he's like, I need open world games. And he only played that for a long time, and now it's multiplayer games only. So he's a weird dude. So now um, he only plays multiplayer? Dude, he's he plays The Division 2 every night. Has he tried Overwatch? And, dude, he plays... He played... Um, what else did he play? He played uh, The Division. He played Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Wildlands for mm-hmm. a long time. He's So he uh, wants to play co-op games. Yeah, so his favorite thing to do was... So in Dark Souls 3, they had a weird thing where you could be... Like, you could team up with another... You could have, like, two people team up with you. Mm-hmm. And basically, they would just sit there, let people invade, and then fight them. Okay, that was that was my dad's favorite thing to do. Um, he really liked Neo. He did the all nine hundred ninety nine floors of that with someone else. Like uh, he's crazy. He ha- he has uh, not tried Overwatch. No, but I'm telling you right now, if I showed him the graphics, he'd go, "I'm not playing that." Really? So Just he doesn't like he, he doesn't like cartoon stuff. Nope. Don't let that distract you, man. Yeah, I don't know. I listen. I told him like, don't limit yourself to just multiplayer stuff. Don't limit yourself just to open world games. At one point, he wouldn't play open world games. So I don't know. Anyways, he really liked The Last of Us. I can't. He he's he's excited for two. He'll play two. I'm sure. I'll have to play um, two because my wife loved liked it. watching me play The Last of Us. Yeah, it is a more interesting game. It is There's a more puzzles. In, it is a more interesting game. Yeah. It is a, a, it tells a better, more thought out story. I feel. Well, I mean, that's unfair. I'll defend Uncharted on this point. That's like saying, like, fuck it. I was gonna. I was like, maybe I shouldn't. That's like. So this is a very serious story. Oh yeah. Right. And it's like. From and it's from the same group that did a very fun story. It's kind of like comparing Spielberg's films. Yeah, no shit that the Indiana Jones movies aren't selling a as important story as Schindler's List. Thanks. <laughs> you know, like that's a very unfair comparison. Well, but from the same director. But like, 
they're very different things. I, I wouldn't say one is better than the other. They're very different, and they're achieving different goals. The Last of Us is telling you how shitty people can be, right? And Uncharted is literally like, let's go on a fun adventure. And it'd be really weird if The Last of Us was like, let's go on a fun adventure. If the world's fucked and everybody's dying, or killing. Yeah. Let's go on an adventure. Like, we're gonna go steal ancient artifacts. <laughs> bunch of people are dead and we're just gonna we're gonna go steal ancient artifacts let's go find the fireflies guys yeah um yeah i don't know Uh, oh man so i mean it's the same it's the same gameplay though like you come to a room guess what there's waist high walls guess what you're gonna be doing yeah the the issue is let's see i didn't play any of the other uncharted games but most of the uncharted games that i did play were just straight up just you enter a room, there's a bunch of bad guys in the room, shoot them. And this game is the first one I played of theirs that added, incorporated the big stealth mechanic. Yeah, I mean, that, that was there for Uncharted 4 as well. Um, but let me guess, um, you play, you, you you get into a room, you, you and as soon as you make one hit, the stealth is over, right? Yeah, usually I kill one or two guys, somebody spots me, and now we're shooting the, yeah. the issue I have is, once again, the shooting is not the greatest in the world. On top of that, they have thrown enemies in this game. You're not just getting shot at now. Now you've got these zombie guys who can kill you in one hit. And so you have to stealth it. And like it was just like playing that game was so frustrating to me. Because it felt like no matter what I do, the odds are going to be stacked against me. Now, I'm sure people out there love that kind of feeling, but I don't. Which is why I say these games are not built for me. But the fact... Oh, yeah. Listen, I don't I don't disregard... You know, same with, same with me. I don't disregard the fact that people love these games. I, I, the only thing I don't want to hear is that the shooting's good. That, 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 that's the only thing that I think is objectively wrong with these games. Otherwise, it's purely taste. Yeah. I understand why people love them. I would argue, though, that when people go, Uncharted 2 was amazing, and then they will go, like, ah, Uncharted 3 wasn't all that great, or whatever. I'm like, Uncharted 3 was more of Uncharted 2. Can't be like it's not that great. I think they're on par with each other. In fact, I'd argue Uncharted 3 is more exciting than Uncharted 2, but that's just me. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's weird. But you don't. So, so I tried it. I, I bought the game when it launched on PlayStation but why? Three. I guess would be my question. The why? Because at that point, I had I I didn't play Uncharted Three. Um, I thought Uncharted Two was like that was when it hit me. I was like, I don't know if I like this game. Um, and then I was thinking, The Last of Us. This is a new franchise maybe they've changed something uh and at the same time i fell into the hype i mean yeah i i i i watched the e3 conference where it ended with a guy shooting a guy in the head okay i was gonna i was gonna but i was just about to ask yeah i mean that's the reason why i asked i yeah i I fell into the hype i was like okay I'm, i'm this looks really cool all right that is one of the best E3 trailers, the the sort of gameplay, like the violent apartment uh, apartment conf- uh, confrontation. Yeah, yeah, where they're swearing at each other, like just all, I watched that like four times, just mind blown. 
And then I found out it was not. But when I knew it was Naughty Dog, I was like, ah. And I like Uncharted 2 or Uncharted 3. So, I... I don't know. Like, The Last of Us was the biggest, like, frustrating slog to go through for Phoenix Down. Um, but the entire time, my wife was in love with it. She's, I should play it and, and then make my criticism, because I, like, I know I have more interest in that. Even though I'm, like, the first person to go, oh, I wish games, or I wish movies were just more fun and adventurous. And then I'm, like, shitting on Uncharted. I realize the... the counterproductive nature of it but I, I feel like I should play it because like I don't know I feel like I'd get more out of that than than Uncharted where it's just like he's supposed to be having fun like Indiana Jones didn't just consistently get into gunfights yeah I just you know that's just... even Batuta did a better job of capturing the magic <laughs> wow of of Indiana Jones well, he's getting in fist fights. It's dumb. There's a big car chase sequence where, like, planes are exploding and guys are chasing and one of them's on a gun and then they're driving around a city trying to run away from the cops or whatever. Is it bad? Oh, absolutely. I'm not going to tell you it's good. It makes Uncharted look like fucking the best game ever made. But and in the beats of it, like, yeah, did they have shootouts? Absolutely. But the shootouts felt more in line of what would happen in a big adventure movie. Like, this guy is a treasure hunter, and he has the highest murder count. Yeah. And I get it, like, these are all unnamed mercenaries that the bad guy seems to be able to hire. Just more of. But, I mean, like, think about, like, like even in Uncharted 1, Laura was like, you're still shooting guys. I was like, yeah. She's like, you've killed, like, 20 guys in this one area. And I was like, yeah. She's like, how many bad guys are in this game? And I was like, yeah. I don't know. Like, it's... That's that's the thing it gets me is, like... The reason why even Batuta felt like it got its beats right is because it was an hour and a half long. When you yeah, stre- that's true. When you stretch out a game to ten hours, and you're like, I'm shooting guys again. You're just like, I don't want to Not do this anymore. Not another fight. No. Yeah, I just like you know, I, I, you can't stretch out a game like that, you know. Even when when you're throwing in cutscenes, high quality cutscenes, it's just like, oh, I, I like this. I, I hope it doesn't go back to shooting guys again. Oh, it went back to shooting guys, and like the same way with The Last of Us. The Last of Us, I think, had a very compelling story. It had a very good story. It was well voice acted. It was, it looked great. Everything. It was playing the game. That that's what that turned me off of it, and I tried. Like when I first bought it, I bought it day one on PS3. I made it probably maybe three hours in, and never went back to it. And then Matt wanted to do it for Phoenix Down, so we did it for Phoenix Down, and I bought the PS4 version, and that's when my wife watched me play through it, and there you go, like. And every once in a while, Laura will ask me, "Hey, when's a, when's a Last of Us Two coming out?" Because she's want she, I'm buying it. I gotta buy it day one because she wants to watch me play it. And, I'm trying to think if there's anything that she'd be interested in other like in terms of. She's like, highly excited for Man of Medan. 
Well, no shit. Yeah. That one I understand. I yeah. mean, it's more of the Until Dawn stuff, which I have sealed on my shelf and need to just play. You've never played Until Dawn? Don't. Don't give me shit. You you can't. You out of all the people cannot give me shit. I'm not giving you shit. I'm just saying, please play. Dude, that I saw Call of Cthulhu. Like we 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 have uh, mistakes are consistently made with me. I keep taking games from Ken. I end up not enjoying them as much as I wish I did. Putting all my time into that, finish the games, and then he's like, "Hey, do you want this?" I'm like, "Sure, fuck it, why not?" And it's like, dude, you have more exciting stuff on your fucking shelves. Who gives a shit? Yeah, that's that's happened. That's that's what happened to me. Um. All right. Well, I'll, let's let's not let's not keep giving shit to the naughty dog stuff. I'll tell you another game I'm disappointed with. Okay. Um, and this is a weird one because I think uh people like I guess my final thought like I guess we should give our final thought, thoughts on naughty dog uh, before that. I realize I'm jumping ahead maybe too much. Um, I think they're I think they're not far off from what I want them to be, especially from hearing how the last Uncharted game, which is the spinoff was mm-hmm. from the sounds of that that's where I kind of want them to be in terms of what I want to see from a game they're not they're not straying so far from what they're good at or what people like from them right but they are also are incorporating elements where it's a little bit more open and it feels like you are in the role of an explorer you know I don't need I don't need an open world I don't want them to do an open world. That would be crazy for them to do an open world with this stuff. It, they, they would think it would ruin the magic that they capture with their stories. Because ultimately, if you're going to ask me who's probably writing the best stories, it is Naughty Dog. Yeah. Uh, it, it, game by game, like uh, you know, I, I like because we can say like the Uncharted games are like one continuous story, but they're really not. They're they're separate stories with the same characters. Um, you know, The Witcher is one continuous story. Like, those kind of need to happen in an order. Um, so I wouldn't be like, Witcher 3's story is great, but then, like, you know, is The Witcher 1 still stand? I don't know. Um, Witcher 1 like, like, you know, Right. So, like, I don't I don't know if I could pull out, like, like say they, their writing is as consistent. Um, but they also became better developers sometimes. So God knows. But, like, Uncharted, or, uh, sorry, Naughty Dog, I think write some of the best stories in video games. Yeah. I wish their gameplay was too par like on par with their their stories, but that's also asking like when I say the the best, I mean they're like fucking miles ahead of most of the competition. So asking their gameplay to be up there with it might be a little bit out of out of line. Yeah. But um I don't know, what do you think of Naughty Dog? I think Naughty Dog is fantastic storytellers. I think they make very good looking games. Um they just make games that I personally don't like playing. The The Last of Us was a fantastic game. It was just having to play it was really what turned me off of it. Uh, like I, I I enjoyed everything about that game except the gameplay. And I like, and, and that's the most important thing to me. To me, you can have a non-existent story, horrible graphics, but if it plays good and plays well, that's that's a great game to me. First and foremost, you know, I, I like those. Those are my priorities. I want a good gameplay. I want a decent story, and then I don't and graphics, whatever. I mean, one of my favorite games of all time is Geometry Wars. Yeah. 
So, I, I understand that. That's, yeah. It is. It is a that game is yeah. Geometry Wars is a classic. I, you know, I, as someone who's like there, I, I don't give. I think I've given out two tens. Maybe my first one was Unraveled too, and I, I need to give I need to give them credit for this as well. Um, yeah, I gave out two tens: Resident Evil Two and uh, un, uh, Unraveled Two. Um, they are like Naughty Dog was one of the first companies I also saw to do the whole um, ease of use or um, accessibility options well in a console game. Uh, they're like, yeah, if you don't want to be jamming on the circle button a lot, you can just we, we have the option to just change it and hold the circle button. If aiming is too hard for you, we will do the work for you and help you. Like they they had all these options in Uncharted Four, and I I, I don't know. Like I, I I had a teacher who really liked video games, but he couldn't play the God of War games because it asked him to mash on the button too much, and like he I mean he's an older gentleman who um. Oh, God, what was, what's the, um... Arthritis? No, 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 one that you get is, like, a kid, polio. Oh. Polio's a kid, yeah. So, like, he's got some permanent disabilities, and so the dexterity with your hand doing that is too, like, jam consistently is too much for him. Like, he can do everything else, but, like, mashing buttons quickly is just out of the question. So, the fact that, like... The Naughty Dog devs, and, and I guess everything that Sony's kind of done since, has all these accessibility options are really nice, but Naughty Dog was the first one I know that out of the big developers to really go in and have everything adjustable. So, because some things are going to be easy for others, it's not just like, a, we'll make it easy for you. No, like, this is, we can go in and we will change these certain aspects to fit the player. And... If nothing else, I want that credit to go to them because, like, that is huge. Because um, that's what I criticize uh, The Witness for, not having. Um, yeah, that game is really accessible, except if you're colorblind or deaf. Like, that's helpful. Like, that would have been nice to know before you p- purchase it, right? So, it's, uh, you know, and the fact that, like, you can purchase Uncharted 4 and know, like, you can play it because the options are there, that's mind-blowing to me. Like, it was just crazy to see how... I don't need any of them, but it's nice to have. Right. Um, anyways, the game I would say that disappointed me the most out of the last couple of years... Um, and disappoint, like, disappointed me on a level of I had higher expectations for it was Watch Dogs 2. Uh, I love the first Watch Dogs game. I have that I have that game four times. Um, I have it on the PC. I have the standard PS4 edition. I have the big box with the Aiden Pierce statue. Um, I have the hat. I have it on the Wii U. Um, I have uh, two or three T-shirts for it. Yeah, I really like the first Watch Dogs. Um, I will not tell you it's the greatest game ever. It's no more than an 8. <laughs> like, I'll be honest. It, 8.5 at the most, but um, I think that game got some unnecessary flack, but uh, it didn't look as nice as they promised it would. Um, it it uh, definitely had some hiccups, for sure, and it talked shit about its competition and couldn't live up to what Rockstar does. Don't, don't 
fight Rockstar on Rockstar's main turf. You you can't be an open world game and be like, you know what sucks? GTA. Oh, have fun. Have fun. Because even Saints Row didn't knew better than to poke that bear yeah. with a stick. So But the first game had some really neat concepts. So uh, I, I'm going to go into the side games in it first. Digital trips were really neat. Um, did you play first Watch Dogs? I have not played a Watch Dogs game. Okay, so the first Watch Dogs game is is, is basically just what a GTA is. There's there's very, like the hacking thing. You, like you you can't climb up on buildings like you're an assassin from Assassin's Creed. But there's a bunch of Assassin's Creed references. Abstergo is a company in this world. Um, but what it is is um, uh, a big conspiracy plot, and you play as a piece of shit. Like that's that's the best way I can describe it. Like Aiden Pierce is a criminal. He's a criminal from the get go. He's a criminal to the wrong other criminal. He tries to rob, I believe, a casino, and gets caught. And the people in charge of the casino put a hit out on him. And so the game starts with you hiring a fixer named Jordy. And um, you have found the hitman that they hired, and you are beating him in a locker room of a stadium. And the idea is that you exit the stadium by turning out the lights and uh, turning off the power, and you sneak out. And the idea is that because everything's on this central grid that is controlled by a company, this one private company, that is also the people that are offering you phone service and all this stuff like it's the monopoly of uh of this city and they're trying to move out everything's on this ctos um operating system and when you can get into it there's exploits like any system and so you're using those exploits to turn on off turn on and off lights or uh like traffic lights to cause traffic jams or um causing the uh, pressure to vent from a specific uh, uh, sewer hole or, um, oh God, like, hacking into cars to unlock them. Because the idea is as we have more technology, like, you're stealing from people's bank accounts as you walk down the street. So the idea is, though, that this company is also collecting all your data and is not doing things that are really all that legit with it. And... Uh, there's a big conspiracy plot, but the whole thing revolves in, I guess, spoiler, it's for a game that's now that fucking old. Um, five plus years, I think, or at least four plus years. Um, four or five. Anyways, and the only thing is that when he went to the casino to steal money, the mob thought he was stealing something else in terms of data. And the mob has blackmail on the mayor. And the the mob is also being sort of um, blackmailed by another gang uh, led by a guy named Iraq, who is an, an Iraqi soldier that came back and was treated poorly. Like, he went back to the ghetto that he came from, and he took over this apartment building. And he, because he had the same information on the mob, like, he stole their data servers, um, and he has a backup. Because he has that, the mob won't touch him, but he has a little bit of control as well in the city. So there's this big thing about, and what it is, is it's like the mayor accidentally killed a hooker. That's it. And you find it out, and it's like, so this was what everybody was trying to cover up. 
and like Aiden laughs because it is it's it's the it talks about the importance of, of, of the importance of information, and it was this kind of really interesting sort of uh, Max Payne noir sort of story, except Aiden Pierce doesn't have a constant monologue, and it kind of built up to this idea that this company was trying to do something with the information they had. And that there's a hacker group that's like anonymous called DeadSec and blah, 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 blah. And it was really interesting because it was a dark story that you played as a person that had questionable morals who got his niece killed because the hit went wrong. And so, like, there's this really... And, like, how it affects his family and stuff. And I really liked what they were doing with that world. And they took that all away to make something silly and goofy with Watch Dogs 2. Did it control better? Yes. That's it. Like, I understand we're out in, in San Francisco. Um, You're playing kind of like a freedom fighter in that one, right? Sure, but like, the freedom fighters are also just hipster teens that know memes on the internet. And that takes away... And, and it's not to say that the characters are bad, but the seriousness of the situation really and you know what there's a point in the game again spoilers i suppose where one of the main characters dies and that's where it should have started to go oh this is serious and i felt like the characters never learned anything they they should have been taking it seriously the whole time maybe you they should have after that scrubbed the dead sec logo off the side of the building because the fbi follows them at one point but that goes away after a mission. Like there's, there was all these moments because the the company the, the company that runs CTOS um, is kind of um, presented as like a Facebook sort of company in the second game, right? They're in um, Silicon Valley and stuff, and I thought there was something that was interesting there because in in the time from Watch Dogs one to two, we've become more aware of what Facebook is, right? And so I was like, oh, that'll be interesting. And they, they kind of didn't pay off with any of that. And it's disappointing because there is, there's so much potential there. But then the loop of the game also broke. In the first game, like, I'm dealing with, I'm having to go into these places because I, I have to physically be there to hack something or I have to find the right camera that can get me positioned to see another camera that can see the thing that I need to hack and all that stuff. There's like this big mouse trap sort of setup, and like I'm going into like buildings that have uh, um, human trafficking, uh, stealing cars. Like I'm, I'm going through basically the underground that's using this the CTOS in a way that, to protect themselves too. Like I'm 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 going in and out of all these sort of under the, these dark portions of uh, uh, I want to say it's Chicago anyways yeah it's Chicago um, in the second game it just it felt like nothing bad was really happening ever Like, and when it was it was like Saints Row levels of absurd like a spider robot hmm. so in the second game, you get a drone, and you get a little, like, RC car, and those, you can do the missions with most of those, 
and you can break that game. You're driving the RC car around, which can hack most computers, so you don't actually have to be there. So, like, say the mission is you have to go in and infiltrate a place, you send the RC car in, uh, you hide yourself around the corner, you put the RC car down, you start driving it. If a guy sees you, you turn the camera towards him, you hack his phone, he looks down at his phone, you drive away. That's it. That's the that's a consistent loop. I I broke that game down. So here's some things that they removed from the first game, or fucked up in the second. The first game had a bunch of things called digital trips. Um, Aiden puts some headphones in his ears, and then I guess has a psychedelic response to it, uh, assuming it, they're re- referencing binaural beats. Basically, it's their way to get to mini games. There was one where you bounce on flowers. It was weird. Um, there was one where, like, certain people were, like, these cybernetic zombies that you had to shoot. It was kind of like this big open area, and, like, they come and swarm at you. That was weird. There was one where um, you were a demon car that had to keep running over zombies. So, like, you had to keep driving but hitting zombies with it. But then there was this big open world one that, I swear to God, was like a Metal Gear game, sort of. So the whole city is black. Like, it's dark in the city. It's it's the same map, but they've redone it all. There's no... You can't drive cars and stuff. You have to do it all by foot. And you're basically equipped with, like, nothing. Um, and there's all these sort of guard sentries walking around that have, like, security cameras for heads. So it's like a human body security camera for a head. And you can see their vision cone because it's a light in front of them. And you had to sneak around and restore power to each section of the city. It was really fucking cool. They didn't do any digital trips in the second game. I was super disappointed. Mm. First game has a big sequence where you are tracking down a serial killer. The payoff, not the best. But pretty neat. You get to stop him before he gets to kill another victim. It's like a side quest that you have to sort of stumble into. Second game, it's doing the Zodiac killer because you're in LA. I'm like, that's kind of interesting. And he ends up killing himself in an explosion because you've tracked him down enough. And I was like, alright. That fucking sucked dick too. Then the third one, and this is the most egregious one out of them. So, first game had online multiplayer. Some of the modes were kind of weird, but there's one where you can invade another person's game like Dark Souls. The idea was is that you invade another person's game. And the other person gets a notification says, you are being invaded. Like, oh, good. And so that other person comes in, because you're, you're both playing as the same ma- character in the main game. Um, you come in, if you're the invader, you still look like Aiden Pierce. If you're the defender, you still look like Aiden Pierce. But to each other, you don't look like Aiden Pierce. Okay. Right? Um, so you will both look like random civilians. Um... So, when you are invading, the idea is to look like a random civilian, right? Kind of not run, just walk, right? And, like, the guy starts, like, it's it, it builds a little bit of a paranoia. Because now you're like, oh, fuck, it could be anybody in this group. So you pull out your phone and you start trying to check faces. Because, like, there's a little mode where it's, like, pulls out... Um, like, you pull out your phone, and then it starts scanning faces and stuff. And you're like, okay, that person's not them. That's not a person. And if it finds the person that's invaded you, 
it goes, that's the invader, and then all of a sudden becomes chase mode, where you have to kill the invader. The invader, however, is not trying to kill you. They are either doing one of two modes. Uh, the first mode is it gets you less experience, and it's just tracking them. It's just following them long enough, and then you get a little bit of experience. The hacking mode is where the real fun comes in, though. So you have to get close enough to the player, and then you activate a hack. So the hack starts up, and it sets a little boundary. And basically, that boundary is like somewhere in this area, the hacker or the invader it is. They have to stay in, you have to stay in this circle if you are the hacker. The other player can, the, the, the defending player can leave, but they'll just lose. That, so they need to stop you because they'll lose points if they don't, uh, if they just walk away. So they come in and they're now trying to identify you in this circle. And after a couple, of, uh, like it's like, I think it's like two minutes or whatever. So after like 30 seconds or a minute, it shrinks down to half the size, hmm. the circle. And then, after thirty in the last thirty seconds, it shrinks down to half that size. So it starts it starts ramping up. Now, if you can get most of the way through and then get uh get like found out and then escape, you still get a couple of the points. The the defender has to kill you basically by this point. And you have both powers to shut down the power in the city or turn off the lights or or cause a car to. Uh, or cause the uh, traffic lights to jam, like jam or whatever, and you're trying to hide in the environment, and it's it's this really cool game of cat and mouse, and like dude, I had some really like fun times. Like one time, I hid in a car because there's an option to hide when you're in a car, so I got in a car on the side and hid back, and the guys running around, and I could see them running on the street trying to identify people, and they couldn't find me, and here I was just sitting on a car. They walked past me like four times like, right outside the door, but because it doesn't snap, too, because they weren't looking directly at me, they didn't know I was in the car. The little phone app thing that's in the game. Mm-hmm. So, there's this really, it was this really cool mind game. Um, and it was all kind of knowing where to invade someone, and where, like, it was really neat. And it, it, so, in the second game, remember I said you had a drone? Yeah. Oh, somebody's invaded? You throw up the drone, then you go into like this equivalent of eagle vision that highlights every person. And let me guess, it's the gu- the guy ducking in the bushes because AI doesn't do that. It broke the multiplayer so bad that it, like it was impossible to do. Like if you were invading, you would lose. It's all I do is just throw the drone out and fly it around. It moves faster than I do, and it can do the same things. The game, like, so all that stuff I just said, just totally get rid of that because the defending player is just going to win. Like, there's no point of invading someone. There's nothing worth it. It was, man, it was one of the most disappointing games I played in a long time. I had a lot of hopes for it. I thought, oh, New City, it's going to be interesting, new character, okay, that's cool. And it just seemed like everything that they did was... Um, focus group tested like it just it would have been interesting if they told the story of people having to realize that like ki- like kids realizing that this wasn't just a game that they were playing when they're hacking into the servers of a big company 
But it felt like at the end of the game, they learned nothing. And I was like, even Aiden at the end realized how stupid he fucking was. Like, it just, it was was a very odd game. And again, I love the series, I'm in for the next one, but it's just, like, I have lower hopes for the next game because of 2. Well, it looks like the next game's doubling down on everything 2 did. Um... Yeah, no. It the the problem with two, like this one, problem with two is that they wanted to have their cake and eat it too. Like they wanted to be, they wanted to try to tell like a, a serious story, I suppose. But then they didn't want to take it seriously. And in this one, it looks like they're just like, who gives a shit? It's in the fucking future. You're playing as a grandmother. Like I don't give a fuck. Like, all right. I kind of wish Ubisoft would stop doing stuff like that, but I mean, that if that's their thing, whatever. But it's just like, yeah, it looks like they're just like they realize, hey, this is gonna be kind of dumb, so let's just fucking go for broke. Yeah, I have more hope for that still than like I did if they announced like another game that looked like Watch Dogs Two. Like this one looks different enough where I'm like, all right. It looks more Hotline Miami-ish with, in 3D, mind you. Mm-hmm. Guy with a pig mask. You somehow control people via the phone. It's literally the plot of Hotline Miami. But. Yeah. So, um, I'm trying to think of another game. I can, I, mean, I can easily go to my, my go-to disappointment game. Um, yeah, which is... Um, so... Lords of Shadow 2 disappointed I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure you're not alone on that yeah. I haven't played any of them yeah I mean I, like, I, I'm just you know I, I can't I, I can't think of a game that everybody loves that I was disappointed in but um, Lords of Shadow 2 man that was coming from two very solid Castlevania games um. Yeah, I know a lot of people. Two. Gave, what now? Two. Yeah, they had the the mirrors of fate. Oh, you the, actually okay. I didn't know if that, that was what you were referring to or not. Sorry. Yeah, uh, mirrors of fate was essentially the the stopgap between Lords yeah. of Shadow One and Two. Um, but Lords of Shadow One, man, I fell in love with that game. Uh, I reviewed it. In fact, it was one of the very first. Real games, I'll put it that way. One of the very first AAA games that I reviewed for ZTGD, I think. I can't remember what year it came out, but um, the first—I think the first big one was Dead Rising Two. But um, um, Lords of Shadow, absolutely loved it. I'm a huge Castlevania fan. Always have been. And um, you will love Bloodstained. Not, yeah, I know. I just I have too many games right now. Um, but, uh, I thoroughly enjoyed Lords of Shadow 1. Um, I know a lot of people gave it flack because it was like, oh, it's an action game like God of War. Some people call it a God of War clone. Um. There's only really one God of War clone, and that's Dante's Inferno. And I really like Dante's Inferno, too. I don't know how that's a, a slam on a game, though. Yeah. You know? I mean, if you want to go... It's a God of War clone, Okay. It's a God of War clone. Well, guess what? God of War is a clone of Devil May Cry. So there you go. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, that might be the hottest take all episode. 
Well, it may be a hottest take, but it's true. <laughs> um, I don't know, man. That's a that's sure. I suppose. Uh, all right, fast paced action, fixed camera angles. I mean, come on. It's I mean, essentially, they're the same kind of gameplay. You're right, Sonic the Hedgehog. It's, it's also fixed camera angle. <laughs> yeah, but it's not. You're no, still I know running you're in a place. All right. Anyway, uh, yeah, I, I never heard it. That's all. I loved Lords of Shadow. Thought it was fantastic. Sure, the game may have been maybe a couple hours too long, um, but absolutely adored it. Loved the story they were telling. I mean, spoilers. It's the origin story of Dracula. But it's it's not the one. It's not the same Dracula from the main series. This was its own spinoff, Castellini series. From true, true. Um, it's not in the same universe. Yes, but um, well, anyway, who cares? Konami's done making video games. Um, hey, that new Contra game looks. Moving on. Okay. But um, yeah, so. Uh, I was you know, I played Mirror Fate on the 3DS. Loved it. Felt like an old school Castlevania game. I was totally on board with Lord's Shadow 2. Saw the uh, cutscene, the little trailer that we had. Played the demo for it, and I was like, I am all in for this game. The thing is, is that that demo just did the intro parts where um, Dracula. Is now just, you know, just a god essentially. Uh, didn't show the parts where he loses all of his powers and now has to like sneak around. You hate stealth games, right? I dislike stealth games very much. Yeah, okay. I'm, gonna say, I'm pretty sure we've had this talk before and you're not a fan. Yeah. But I, I mean, obviously there was a lot of stuff going on at Konami. I know uh, Mercury Steam. Some people left Mercury Steam during the development of this game because they didn't like the direction it was going. Uh, Wasn't it directed by Hideo Kojima? No, he helped Not the out. First one. He helped okay. out in the first one. Okay. Um, Just a reminder, everybody, but you didn't have an issue when Koji Garashi got sent to mobile. I'll bring that up till the end of fucking time. Continue. So, yeah. Uh, but, man... Bought that game on PC, no less, because I had just got me a brand new PC, and I was like, I want to play it. The best graphics ever. Picked it up, still have it on my Steam account, and man, I hated my time with that game. Hated it. Now, you play as Dracula in the second one. Yes. Which is the character from the first game, but then you also play as Alucard, which is actually... Wait. Mm. Now there's some weird, like, let's that, just try to squeeze this plot together. Like, don't... That happens way past halfway through that game. Like, it, my name is Alucard. Like, okay, okay but no. No. <laughs> Except, this is... We're now stretching a little bit far. It's not... Uh, yeah, I just remember hearing about that. Going, what? Like, why would he change his name too? Like, oh, okay, fine. He's actually a Belmont as well. Like, oh Lord Almighty! 
Yeah. The worst fan fiction. They're all Belmonts. Well, the first the first one, I was like, this is fantastic. You know, because I was like, this is perfect. Because, you know, they, they, they hint at it throughout the whole thing. They try and keep a lot of the, the Dracula lore in there. You know, Dracula was a man who lost his wife and became, you know, went into madness and killed for fun and stuff like that. And they did all that in in Lords of Shadow. And, like, close to the very end of that game, I'd say, like, the last hour of that game, it clicked with me. I said, I got it. This is the origin story of Dracula. To kind of find out, it was. Um, so what's the... Uh, sorry, I was about to... I, 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 I had it in, a, in my head for a second. I was going to make a Lord of the Dogtown joke. And then I just totally dropped from my head. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> what's that a prequel to? Huh? Lord of Dogtown? Uh, Gleam in the Cube? Do you know what Glenn in the Cube is? No. Okay. It's Christmas. I have no idea. You have no idea what Gleam in the Cube is? No, it sounds awful. It's a Christian Slater movie about skateboarding. Oh, great. Yeah. Uh, I bet they were all stunt doubles, too, because I can't imagine Christian Slater on a skateboard. Uh, I'm, well, this is back in the 80s, obviously. I still can't pick. I picture him as the same age he has been forever. Tony Hawk is in Gleaming the Cube. Really? Yes, as one of his friends. So, yeah. Um, Lords of Shadows 2 is just a bad game. And you know, was, that's that what gave game... Mercury Steam a bad name. Oh, yeah, that's what, that's what gave Mercury Steam a bad name. It's also what gave... It was the beginning of the end for Konami... Because the next game Konami did was Metal Gear Solid Five. That was their it, next big game. I wasn't done with it yet. How much money did you pour into this, you motherfucker? Yeah. I would have killed you. I don't even run the company. I would have been like, what are you doing? Oh, just give me another couple of years. Fucking no. No. <laughs> Absolutely not. Hired Kiefer Sutherland, but you're—you're—he's not gonna vo- actually voice the character in the game. You're just gonna hear it through fucking audios, fucking things. Oh, Lord Almighty! Yeah. I'm just taking a quick look at my wall. Crap. What are you doing? A wall of video games. I'm just taking a quick look to see if there's anything that's—you know—I got some weird ones that are just like slight disappointments that were like okay. Um, like, I really liked the new Ratchet and Clank game, but I didn't like the fact, because it was based off the movie, it lacked the, the, the I want to say their humor was ever edgy, but you know, that little bit of, like, adult humor that would sneak into Ratchet and Clank, I, I was really disappointed that was gone, um, and I was really disappointed that some of the planets from the original game just didn't show up, but I understand it. I, I absolutely love that game. <laughs> The, the remake? Yeah. Or oh, plays like a dream. It looks perfect. It just mm-hmm. didn't have the, the... The sense of humor wasn't there. Um, like, the, the the first game is so witty, and then it was like the remake just... All they had to do was do that joke again. And they just did. And I was like, okay. Um, Gravity Rush 2. I really love the first game. Second game is fantastic. I think everybody should play it. Um, I had 
issues tracking things though like like actually like because you the way you fly around in that and stuff like you shift in gravity so you're kind of always falling and like it was hard to track enemies that were flying around because like the world is more colorful and in the first game it's kind of like these one like like the background is green just different tones of like one color and it worked a bit better for me um uh, I'm just trying to think of other stuff. Um, what was your thoughts of Resident Evil Six when you played it? That was fine. Really? Okay. I mean, it, like originally, I was like, "This control is weird." A lot um, of people hated Six. So, I mean, the thing—the thing about Six, there are some major issues with Six, um, but I think they did some really innovative stuff with Six, like. Me and Matt could play, because we played a lot of Six together. Me and Matt could play through a story like Leon's story. And, you know, all the stories intertwine eventually. And somebody else in their game playing as Chris could eventually, like, come into my game for a while and help me out. As they're playing in their story. And I thought that was really cool. Um, Yeah, there were some convoluted controls in there. Um, and Resident Evil 6 turned into the whole, they, they went full on Resident Evil 5, like just, we're going to make it over the top. We're going to, you know, it's, it, it's the uncharted of Resident Evil games where, you know, you, people jumping out of helicopters and all this kind of stuff. Uh, I'm a big Resident Evil fan and yeah, sure. I would say Resident Evil 6 is probably my least favorite but I think it's an okay game. It's it's okay. Um, and my, you know, when I, the last one I'm gonna leave on, which is probably hot. No, I mean I've already said some shit that people will hate. Um, I prefer the original Borderlands. To Over Borderlands two. two, yeah. The first Borderlands feels more like a Diablo game. The second one feels like they are taking too much from an MMO. Um, I could see that. Uh, uh, because, oh, how do I put this? So, I've, like I've said before, I've never played a Diablo game, but I've played Diablo-like games. And, yeah, if I get a green weapon, if say, so I get a green weapon, right, in a later dungeon, or in, if I get a green weapon in an earlier dungeon, but I get a white weapon in a later dungeon, I would hope that the white weapon is better than the green weapon. Yeah. Because of scaling. And so I would have to kind of look at all the loot I grab, or before I grab it even, to see if it's worth me taking. Because I want to see if it's better than my loot. That was the first Borderlands game. Sure. Second Borderlands game, if it was white, if it was green, if it was... Like, I stopped picking up stuff because I knew instantaneously it just wasn't worth my time. And it defeats the port, like the purpose of collecting loot. Well, yeah. I mean, to a certain point, Diablo gets that way, too. I mean, yeah, sure. I mean, the first... I mean, until you, hit, until you hit the level cap, yeah, you're going to be picking up everything. Um, but, but it's, that wasn't the case in in Borderlands 2, I found. 
I found like very quickly I was like not worth it to pick up anything that was white because it just it wasn't gonna do anything. It wasn't gonna give you enough money to buy anything if you sold it. It wasn't going to um like like it wasn't worth your time or the, the space it took to take anything that was white, like of just standard value. Mm-hmm. And that's disappointing. And then the furthermore, like everybody would end up using the same weapons. Yeah. You'd end up farming the same bosses to get the same weapons because that was were the only things that were good. And it's just like that's disappointing. We're all playing different classes. We should all have somewhat different builds. And yet we're all kind of just using the same stuff because we all have agreed that this is the the good thing because really we can't argue against it otherwise. Like there's not like, oh, this character with this item is definitely like way better. Like there was a bit of that, but not enough to. I don't know. It it, it just it it turned into something that was not as fun as uh, the first Borderlands. And I'd say the first Borderlands has some real long slogs, although Borderlands Two goes on a little bit long too. But it just like the the way the weapons worked in two were so disappointing in comparison to the first games. Yeah, it's been a long time since I played Borderlands One. The the thing that got me about Borderlands One was that I stopped playing it because I I I, th- I think I got bored with it. Um, and Borderlands Two, I had to review the PC version and fell in love with that game. I don't it's know. a much better game. Yeah, like the story, the pay, like it's a much more interesting title than the first game. Yeah, I just didn't like how the weapons work because when you get to that end game sequence or you're restarting a game, you already know that there's no point of picking up the white weapons early on in the second playthrough because you have better stuff. Like it, it was just this really counterproductive thing that worked against the whole loot mechanic of the game that I didn't find was as bad in the first game. Yeah. Yeah. Borderlands 3 is coming out soon. Yeah. I'm, probably... I'm still questioning if I'm going to get it or not because I hate what's is in the face. Randy Pitchford? Yeah, he's so annoying. I want to play that game, but I'm not going to buy it because I don't have time to play it. I don't, I don't want to waste... I'll try to play... Yeah, I don't want to waste sixty dollars on a game that I'm not going to get to in a year. Yeah. So, but I think that's good enough. I think I got one more thing to okay. say because I'll leave on a good point. Okay, I'll leave on a good um, point. Sort of a hot take, I suppose, in a, in a good way though. I know a lot of people really like Goldeneye, and I'd argue that yeah, it's got its place, but like it's really rough to go back to, and part of that's because the N64 controller just sucks. Um. But I know a lot of people. A lot of people think like GoldenEye is what we should go back to, and if you think that, I really suggest. And I don't know care how you do it. I I, I know that Nightfire is different on PC because it uses, I believe, the uh, Gold Source engine, which is the old Half Life, like one engine. Um, but Nightfire, Agent Under Fire. Those two games from EA on the PS2, GameCube, um, and uh, Xbox are, and even to some extent, The World is Not Enough on N64, are exactly the games people have been looking for for years. And 
I really think Nightfire and the role, or not the role is not enough, uh, Agent Under Fire are some of the best first-person shooter campaigns. They are crazy. They are exactly what you want from James Bond. And um, it's, it's a series that I think people overlooked because it just it wasn't rare doing another GoldenEye game. And every time we've tried to come back to GoldenEye, it hasn't worked out well. Rogue Agent and then Reloaded. Um, they're not bad games, but they're not fantastic. I really do suggest if you have your PS2 or Xbox or a GameCube hooked up still, look up Nightfire and Agent Underfire because they are absolutely what you're looking for if you really, really, really loved GoldenEye. Um, especially Nightfire with its multiplayer mode is fantastic. So I'll give one more hot take before we go. Um Alpha Protocol branches more than Mass Effect or Dragon Age does. That's not a hot take. That's not a hot take if you actually go and play. Play them. Yeah, Alpha I mean Protocol. it's Alpha Protocol. Like, like we played it for Phoenix Down with Jay. Jay suggested that game, and I. So I. Let's just take a moment there. Jay suggested an American RPG. Yeah. Which I think speaks volumes. So here's the thing. I, I'll go into my history a little bit, just like I did in the in the Phoenix Down episodes. I suggest everybody that's listening to this go listen to us talk about Alpha Protocol and play through it because it opened my eyes. So I, when Alpha Protocol was first announced, there was a lot of like hype for it. Um, it was basically it was marketed essentially as Mass Effect, but with James Bond. And I was like, that sounds perfect. I, I, I really liked Mass Effect and holy crap, I love James Bond and spy movies and stuff like that. This is right in my wheelhouse. Peanut butter and chocolate? Yeah, combined together. So, I remember I pre-ordered that game. This is back whenever I pre-ordered stuff at GameStop. The day I went to go pick up my copy of Alpha Protocol, it wasn't there. I said, what happened? They said, well, it was delayed. When did they delay it? Yesterday. They delayed it the day before it was supposed to come out. And I was like, that doesn't sound good. I then waited six months for that game to come out. And I canceled my pre-order, but I still had my Gamefly account. So I Gameflyed it. I played probably about two hours of that game and said, this game is absolute garbage. I'm glad I didn't spend $60 on this and returned it back to Gamefly. Years upon years later, Jay Lee says, hey, we should do Alpha Protocol for Phoenix Down. I was like, are you sure about this? He's like, trust me. I was like, okay. I played through it, and yes, that game is rough to play through until you level up. Like you gotta level up, you gotta level up certain skills to actually be able to do anything in that game. But the story, the way the dialogue choices happen, everything that is handled as far as branching paths go is absolutely amazing. I have never seen a more deep and thought out story 
and branching story in a video game. And that's saying something. A video game built like that. Yes. Uh, because, I mean, if we're going to talk, like Divinity... Divinity, Divinity Original Sin 2 is... is one is the, fucking insane. Is one of the, one of the best video games that's come out in the past ten years, but I'm telling you, Alpha Protocol. There was things. So Jay had beaten this game before. Matt and I had not. The game suggests so. There's basically four areas you have to go to. The game suggests to go to Moscow first. So me and Matt went to Moscow. Jay didn't. He went to another place first because he had already played through this game. There were things that he did in another place that altered what happened in Moscow. There were parts of this game I didn't see. I didn't have boss fights because I did something different than somebody else did. I didn't have characters at all in my game because I went someplace that somebody else didn't. It's like you can ask Jay. He always posts that picture of Deus Ex, and it shows like four branching paths that lead into one eventually. And then it's a picture of a tree for Alpha Protocol. It's not. It's no kidding. It's not. It's not a lie. Like this is the 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 real RPG fan who wants a role playing game set in the real world, this is their game. If you can make it past some of the wonky controls and the shooting and stuff like that, which get better when you level up, it's one of the best role-playing games that's been made. It's just surrounded by that, that crappy control scheme. And how long is that game? 15 hours. Like, that's a perfect length if it's all kind of packed in there. Yeah. Um, that's, so, uh, New Vegas. I remember playing that the first time and going, man, this is fucking short. Um, and, uh, it's clear to me, like, you want a game that's only about 15 hours because you want to experience the different paths. And, um, it, that was Obsidian, right? Yep. Both, both yeah, the same. Both people. of those are Obsidian. And, like, I'm hoping that the, uh, what is it? Outer Wilds? The, the Outer Worlds. Outer Worlds. Fucking the Outer, uh, outer, outer Worlds because they're in space. <laughs> right, okay. So the Outer Worlds. Yeah, but Outer Wilds is in space too. Anyways, um, the the new one from Obsidian, I am hoping that it's shortened is, is like that as well. Um, because that's, that's their forte. Um, so, you know, you want to play it. And that's, honestly... It's funny because, like, Bethesda fucked over Obsidian on New Vegas. And if you look at the newest Prey game, it's clearly built to have those multiple runs. And, oh, I would not play that game for multiple runs. You might play. Ever. I liked Prey. I played, I put probably 30 plus hours into Prey, getting, like, just maxing my character out. But the problem is, is that, like, they don't, um, they don't push for different playthroughs very quickly. Like, you can min-max a character, basically, and do all the things. 
And what they should have done is have you... They should have outright given you, like, a bunch of things to power up your character and then sent you out into the world, which I think their DLC did a bit. Because that would have have then made you want to play it again to get into the different areas and see how the rest of the game plays. Yeah, that's true. It was, like, five hours before you get any kind of significant power in that game. Yeah, because you had to upgrade a couple times before you could get the more interesting stuff. And even when you did... You didn't really get anywhere in the game until much later, and that was the problem. Like, it's it's not paced well enough to... And then if you look at the, the trophies, though, or achievements, all of them are based around being able to play that game multiple times. Do it without getting any powers. Do it without... And it's like, okay, that's great, but if I know... Like, you should have structured that game to fit these trophies then, not just, like... Because it's a 30-plus-hour game. Yeah. Everybody who likes RPGs should play Alpha Protocol. Without a doubt. So yeah, I'm going to end it there. Uh, if you would like to send us an email, it's drew at ztgd.com. You can also tweet to us. I'm at DMO Fury. Anthony is at Intersect. And the podcast itself is at ZTGD Phoenix Down. Maybe next week we... Start Bound by Flame? If he's not here next week, we're just starting Bound by Flame. Yeah. Um, I don't know what happened to Matt. We'll, we'll, we'll work on that. Somebody want to tweet to him, make sure he's okay. Um, he is at REMGS. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that'll be it for us. Uh, be kind in your hate mail. Hey, I gave you some great advice. Go play off protocol. No longer on Steam. No longer on Steam. Rest in peace. But you can pick it up on the Xbox 360 and PS3. For probably. You can also pirate it. Or you can pirate it. We do not condone pirating. It's no longer for sale. I condone pirating 100%. Mm. If it was for sale, you're a piece of shit for stealing it. But it's no longer available. So, if you only have a PC... Use game sales. Don't go to the developer or publisher. True. Like, you know, like, I wish that Sega would fucking work that shit out. Yeah. Always fun. But that's it for us. We're going to get out of here. Hope you guys have a great week. Until next time, I am Drew. I'm not Matt. (laughs) And we're out of here. Hope you guys have a great one. And we'll be back next week with the beginning of Bound by Flame.